This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host, Meryl Vandermeerva, and today on episode 68, we are going to be looking at homeschool moms can be gamers. Now, I was puzzled when my oldest daughter, she was at the time working on her master's in media and communications. She asked me to read a paper that she had written, and in it, she talked about growing up with a mom who was a gamer. I had never considered myself that, gamer, an unkempt teen boy obsessed with first-person shooter games? So just up front, let's clear up the misconceptions. A gamer does not equal playing first-person shooter games. It does equal anyone who enjoys computer or some other related uh, Xbox, Wii, whatever it is, type of game, and there are many different types of them. So let's just stop and look at some definitions. Well, the Merriam-Webster describes a gamer as a person who plays games, especially a person who regularly plays computer or video games. Then in um, Techopedia, we get this definition. A gamer is a hobbyist or individual that enjoys playing various types of digital or online games. Generally, a gamer refers to any kind of gaming enthusiast, but when used in IT, information technology, the term refers to those that utilize a full range of electronic or digital games. And finally, in the Urban Dictionary, as part of the definition, it says, this is not to say gamers are the bespectacled hermits that the stereotype has long been. We are everywhere, in many shapes and forms. So on reflection, I realized I had actually been a gamer since I was a teen, when I first was introduced to computers. If you listen to my introduction episode, you would have heard me explain how I played the original adventure game with my mom when we first got a computer. Yes, my mom is a gamer too. And then I played adventure games like King's Quest with my own children. Just this past weekend, I was at a conference and at one mealtime, I was at a table, mostly with people my own age, but there was a high school boy and also a guy in his, I'd say, late 20s. At one point, he leaned across the table to the high school boy and asked him what video games he enjoyed. And he kind of looked at the rest of us and said, well, I'm pretty sure he's going to be the only person at this table who'd have the same interest as me. I was sitting right next to him, to his left, and I immediately said to him, "Um, actually, I'm a gamer too. He looked really, really surprised. And then I went on to explain all the different things I'd done, and he was familiar with even things like King's Quest. And he realized that I really was a gamer, that there even were some games that we had both played. So, if you're a homeschool mom and you think you can't be a gamer, That's not true. You see, there are games for everyone, for every different type of person. My dad, for instance, likes word games. My mom is 80, and she has been loving an iPad app my youngest daughter gave her called Framed. 
she's also fun to play adventure games with as she loves all the problem solving involved in it and this past Christmas she helped me get past some of the levels that I had really been struggling with in one game that I was busy playing. There are of course also things like sports games. There's the FIFA soccer, Wii Sports, the EA Sports. I remember my boys loving the baseball. Then there are the shooter games, if those are what you're good at. Um, obviously there's all the Mario Kart racing type games too. And of course games can be played on so many different devices. Phones, iPads, Wii, Switch, computer, Xbox and the list goes on. So my suggestion is if you've played something and haven't enjoyed it, try something else. Keep trying until you find something that you do like. You're probably thinking now, why? why? Why should I be interested in gaming? Really, my day is full. I'm busy. I don't need to be a gamer. Well, I have some reasons and perhaps I'll convince you by the end of this episode to try. The first reason I would say is gaming is a great way to keep up your techie skills and learn new ones. As I have played, I must admit, I'm still no good at the ones that it require me to be able to move my fingers really fast on something, be able to jump behind walls and evade guns and uh, that sort of thing. I'm not good at platformer games. I'm not good at shooting games. Uh, my cohorts are just not great. So I've had to realize that those aren't ones that I'm going to be wildly successful with. But I have learned to play many others and many of them have taken me outside of my comfort zone and have taught me to persevere as I've had to learn new technology and new ways of doing things. The second reason for playing games is they are good for your brain. Yes, even the ones that involve the shooting or sports, because all of these involve some, some sort of problem solving. Now, obviously, when you're playing ones that are straight problem solving games, you realize you're doing it. But if you're playing one of the like shooter games, they're not just randomly people jumping out and shooting each other and who can be the fastest. It does involve strategy, thinking through what your opponent might do, working out where you should hide to uh, best be able to jump out at the right moment. Sometimes it also involves working with other people, which is another whole skill to learn. But there are plenty of skills involved even when you're playing games that seem so worthless. The third reason is it is a stress reliever. It just gives you time to step away from your life and just play a game for a few minutes. You don't have to get hooked in for hours and hours, you can find something that you can play just for a few minutes and just take that break. It is good for you to have breaks. The fourth, and this is probably the most important one on my list, I do have one more after this, but the fourth one is that this is something that you can do with your kids. And I realize as a homeschooler, you're doing a lot of school with your kids. This is something fun to do with your kids. You may not be quick enough to be keeping up with them as they're playing outside, climbing trees, um, playing basketball or whatever else, but this is something you can do with them. We've had so many shared experiences trying to beat a game together. And these have given us things to laugh and talk about for many years. One I remember in particular was a computer game called Escape from Pompeii. It was an adventure sort of game and we were busy studying the ancient history at the time and so I'd found this game and you literally have to go back to Pompeii and find your girlfriend and rescue her before Vesuvius erupts. 
There's a lot of walking around marketplaces, collecting things, buying stuff, putting things together. It, it was fun. There was also some fighting. I remember there was a little bit of fighting involved. And there was definitely things I remember I got my kids to do those parts of it. I think there was something to do with the gladiator at some point. But years later, we ended up actually going to... Uh, Naples and outside of Naples is where you go and visit Pompeii and we went and we visited the ruins and I hadn't realized how true to life the game was but as we walked the streets of Pompeii we knew what was coming around the corner because we'd walked those streets in the game. My husband does not like to game. I still haven't convinced him yet. Maybe he'll listen to this episode and be convinced but he felt really out of it as the rest of us would go oh oh, remember we did this here and remember how we solved this and we would start to say oh let's go around the corner we know we got to find this it was it was quite a magical experience and we really had a lot of fun you have no idea what your fun gaming together might lead you to I do remember though one thing my husband did play so I must say he did game with this is on Sunday afternoons we would often play Wii Sports with our youngest daughter after the rest had left home. I I wasn't very good at it sometimes I was alright at the archery that was about the only thing he was much better and he would enjoy playing all the different games on the Wii Sports Um, and there was like an island one we were flying there was there was planes flying around I can't remember exactly which one it all was but it was something that we did the three of us together as a family. Recently, um, my daughter bought a Switch uh, after having spent one Christmas when her brother had a Switch and um, we were all together for that Christmas and the uh, teens all spent a lot of time playing on that. And most of what she's been doing, I know I wouldn't be fast enough to do. But one of the days she came and she said, Mom, let's, how about let's buy a game that you can play too. And I didn't even realize that the Switch had many games I was capable of. And so... We bought a game, well, I did, of course, called West of Loathing. And the way we do it is she controls it, though it's not really difficult to control. And you're in, you're a stick figures and you're wandering around a old western town and you're collecting things, doing things, and you're trying to progress and um, earn money, etc. It took us ages. We've played for a long time. It's one of those you can actually go back and play again. There is some fighting involved, but it's not one that involves you being super fast. It's rather choosing the right weapon choices together and having enough um, XP in different areas so that you will be good enough to defeat whatever you're playing against. But it has a lot of humor in this game, and we've had a lot of fun again bonding as we have played it together. As you play with your children, you can get them to show you what to do. They can be the teacher. You can now be part of their world. They will love it if you say to them, why don't you show me what you're doing in that game? Can you teach me to play? It also teaches them to explain things carefully. This is a skill that they will be learning as they are teaching you. So it's not just the fact that you're going to be forming a bond with them as they do this, but you're also teaching them how to teach. And one more thing to consider is that video games are an art form. It is something you can discuss. You can discuss, for instance, that West of Loathing. Why did they make that a stick game? How does that add to the game, detract from the game? If you did it, would you also have done it that way? But you can discuss the visuals. You can discuss the angles that um, photos are taken in. There's so much you can do. You can discuss whether it would have been better to have had it if it was more realistic or less realistic. 
Um, if you find that your children really enjoy this, do consider when they get to high school level to enroll them in our Funder Funders visual literacy class. In fact, this is taught by my daughter, the oldest one who's just about getting her PhD um, in, in media and communications. And she loves video games. She is a big gamer. And part of the visual literacy class is looking at video games. Not the only thing. They also look at uh, graphic novels. They look at movies. They look at uh, commercials. Lots of different things. But obviously there is a section on video games. And the students do get to play different video games and talk about them in that class. So, And it can be either used as an art selective or you could use it as a half credit as part of English um, or of course just as a general uh, elective credit. Then the final reason why I'd say that um, you could perhaps think of playing games is this might be something you could do with your husband. And here again, although my husband recent years, I've struggled to get him to game with me. I did actually in past years. There used to be a computer game, um, well I suppose it's still there, but it was when I was using a Windows computer called Lemmings. And it was problem solving, you also had to have a little bit of dexterity, but you had to solve, you had to save the lemmings from going off the cliff by digging or building or creating some kind of barrier to send them in the correct direction and get them out of harm's way. And we spent many a night playing that together. And in fact, when Angry Birds first came out, we spent time playing that one together as well. So we probably just need to persevere and find something else that we both enjoy. Because I have in the past found something that even he does. So I hope I've convinced you to actually think about gaming and how it can be good for you. And of course, it's also good for your kids, but just for you as a homeschool mom, why I think you might enjoy it. If you do, please come and join us in our Facebook group, the Homeschooling with, with Technology Community. You will find the link to this on our show notes page and you can find all our show notes at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. But you can also just go and search that in, um, on Facebook. We'd love to have you there and it would be a great place for us to discuss which are all our favorite games. Well, that's it for this week. Looking forward to seeing you again next week, same time, same place. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.